Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Valdoco, a Salesian family podcast. I am Father Steve DeMeo. I'm Vicky. I said my last name. I've never said my last name. It threw Vicky off. We're not in the routine. It throws it off. So I am just and Father thought, Steve. All right, do I just no last name. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. And here we have a guest. Father Dominic. Trey. Father Dominic. All right. Father He's Dominic our vice is provincial. our vice provincial. We live, he lives in the provincial house here in New Rochelle. Very happy to have him here in the... Uh, <laughs> for the podcast this episode and uh see what happens when you people are routine people when you get thrown <laughs> off of the routine You're things like, change <laughs> it was too much uh but good father dominic we're happy that you're here Thank thanks you. for taking time out of your busy schedule and uh yeah we just continue these episodes of just hearing from different salesians um both sdbs the priests the brothers um we're still hoping to get a Salesian sister, uh, but then cooperators and young people. And it's been a good episode, a good season so far of just listening to people's stories of how they entered in, how they began their Salesian journey, why they are staying, what attracts them to the Salesian charism, and uh, just a little bit about their own story. So we're happy to have you. And uh, we always start off with a few questions, though, to get to know our guests a little bit better. So my first question is, are you a window or an aisle on the plane? An aisle, definitely. Aisle. Wow. It's kind of surprising. Okay. Are you a pretzel person or the biscotti that they pass around? Biscotti. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Really throwing me here. Very simple. (laughs) Straightforward. And this is not a this or that question. What is the scariest animal for you? Uh, The rats. The rats. (laughs) Don't do rats. Unless the rat is ratatouille. (laughs) We like that rat. Um, okay, then I'll not do it just to that question. Um, what is your, what's your favorite sandwich? The chicken wrap that we have in our Salesian High cafeteria. Wow. William and Shout the ladies <laughs> make that good. One more. Are you Beecher Mountain? Mountain. Very good. Good company. Mountain men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, great. So, Father Dominic, if you could just begin uh, just by introducing yourself. So, a quick who you are, kind of where you have come from, vocation story, but quick okay, kind of thing. Good. So you have to tell me when to stop. Yes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can go on for a long while. <laughs> I've been telling this story for the last uh, dozens of years. <laughs> um, I guess the uh, Cliff Notes version would be, uh, I grew up in a Salesian-run parish in Vietnam. My hometown is Da Lat, Vietnam. That used to be and still is what we Salesian call the post-novitiate, so where the young brothers right after novitiate would go there for their first years of studies, usually for philosophy. So anyway, that was where my parish uh, was. I went there with my family, received instruction for First Communion all the way until I was in my second year of college. Oh. That was my home parish, and I was involved there in different youth programs, and later on young adults. I was a part of the youth ministry team, and then uh, from there move on to entering the community. And then with my family, I came to the U.S. Uh, in the early 1990s, and then uh, have been a professed member for a little bit over 25 years now, and then was ordained in 2003. So uh, almost 20 years. 20 next years. Year. Yes, next yes, year. Next year, next year, 20 years. Yes. Wow. yes. That's amazing. And you still look uh, like you're 18. I know. Uh, thank, <laughs> you, thank, <laughs> you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then uh, in terms of ministries, I've been 
mostly in the New York area a long time. I hope the provincial won't listen to this and send me someplace else, but <laughs> I'm still enjoying it here. In uh, high school, ministry, formation, vocation, and uh, right now, a little bit of vocation. Father Steve does a lot more of it. Uh, formation of our young men in uh, initial formation and also serving as the vice provincial. A lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah. A very busy man. Mm-hmm. He uh, wears a lot of hats. But I guess one question for me is, was there a, was it kind of a fluid so you just grew up in a Salesian parish. So was there, was there a moment for you where you, I don't know, there was a transition of just like being in the environment to then making a conscious decision of saying, this is the way I want to live my faith. I want to take part in the activities. I want to be a leader. I want to then become, you know, an SDB. Um, was there a moment there mm-hmm. that you can remember? I guess I would respond to that question, Steve, in two ways. One is kind of the historical or the how it happened. And then the, another one, I guess, 30 years later, looking back, <laughs> yeah. is that how God was guiding me in that. So the first one, matter of fact, kind of an answer. Uh, so yes, as I said, I, I grew up in the parish there. And at the time, Vietnam was and still is uh, under communism. And uh, so... The school was just basic academic things. There's not a whole lot more to look forward to, uh, both because of the poverty of you know, Vietnam after the many years of war and also because of the communist regime and the system of education. So I guess a number of different things. I went to school, was a pretty decent student, but school was um, the school did not offer a lot of extracurricular things that we would have normally here in the U.S. or Canada. Um, also, we live in an environment when there was not freedom. Practical things such as you have to be careful of who you hang out with, what you say, because something may be interpreted as anti-government. Yeah. And uh, not so much us as kids, but our parents could get into trouble if we said something that would be deemed uh, anti-communist or anti-government. Um, so two places, that, at least for me, that I felt safe, I could be myself at home, is of course at my parents' home, and then at the Salesian Parish, where we could have fun, where typical Salesian place with an oratory, where we had games and activities, there's theaters and, you know, fun stuff. Uh, I love soccer, so that was always an attraction. Yeah. I can think of being a 12-year-old kid going to church every day. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I went to church because of meeting <laughs> Jesus <laughs> or because that was a soccer field and yeah. <laughs> we had games and tournaments and what have you. So anyway, but yes, so for sure the Salesians, as we today talk about uh, Salesian as a home, definitely was that was home for me. Uh, also as a school, they taught us things that was not taught at the school. Uh, in the, I mean, the school system run by the government. Uh, not the academic, but things like virtues, how to live, how to conduct yourself, and uh, things of that nature. And of course, knowing God, um, typical Salesian, where they had youth-oriented uh, religious programs and whatever. So yeah, so I, I, it was very attractive, and it was a place where I felt safe. So that's why I continue. And then when I was in college, I uh, stayed at home. Commuted, uh, commuted to a local college. And by then I was already involved in youth ministry with the altar service and uh, I was a catechist and so on and so forth. So I guess it's, that was a, kind of a gradual and natural progression yeah. 
And then one day, one of the brothers, uh, who is now a priest, but at the time he was a brother, he asked me if I had been doing this, kind of hanging out with the brothers and you know, involved in ministry with the priests and the brothers, if I had thought of joining them. So that, while I had thought of it at different times, but that was like the direct invitation. Yeah. And I think I was either a freshman or a sophomore in college at that time. So anyway, that would be how I found myself entering the community. Looking back, that's a second answer to your question, Father Steve. Is uh, yeah, I guess uh, we definitely, I definitely could see how God guided me in my life through that, my families and in that situation. Um, and then things that we, as an adult today, as a Salesian priest, I talk about it, but at the time I experienced it. You know, the Salesians offer me a home a school, a playground, a church, all of that. And then looking back today, I think I definitely experienced in real life the incarnational aspect of our spirituality. You know, God is present in the situation, in the people of life. And uh, without saying those words, I think the Salesians definitely helped me to experience God, even in the situation of poverty and of political oppression and whatever. Yeah, so. Wow. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just got back from Ave Maria <clears throat> down in Florida, and there's the focus training down there. So I literally just got off the plane uh, a couple hours ago. <laughs> and to be down there with all those young adults, and I think for me is because they speak a lot about this incarnational evangelization, incarnational meeting people where they are, uh, walking with people, discipleship, all of that kind of stuff. But just to see there's 450 young adults, uh, whether first year, Focus missionaries just graduating from college or second year or they're on team or something like that. But so many young adults were just open to the will of God. They're just open to see what happens. Some are discerning religious life. Some are discerning priesthood. Some are discerning marriage. But all of them are just open to, to what God wants. And they're willing to give their time. And they're willing to be trained. And they're willing to really make sure that the faith is is the center of their life. And for me, it was really powerful to see that. You know, just so many young people... Not exactly sure what's going to happen to them in their life. They don't have everything figured out, but they're just, they know that God is their center and they're willing to give, to give that year. So, you know, to see your story a little bit of that the parish, the Salesian life, all of that was just the air you breathed. You know? It was kind of just the natural, this is how I want to live my life. I don't know exactly if I'm going to be an SDB or if I'm going to get married or what's going to happen, but that I'm open to God's will and I'm, I'm willing to live that incarnational, that my, there's no separation between my life and then my faith. You know, that I'm just in it. It's part of the air that I breathe, the, just the everyday. And uh, I think that is yeah, where we need to go more and more. Mm-hmm. We're trying to invite the young people to and what we try to live on a day-to-day basis. It was just being, recognizing God is present to us all the time and then trying little by little to be more and more present to him and, the, and to the people that we meet and the people that he sends us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. And like recognizing the, the desire and then having the courage to do it so that you were able to like also accept the invitation that was even just in the question. So maybe it wasn't an invitation of like, hello, Dominic, as a young young adult um you know is this where you want to be but that you know there were they were speaking into something there and you were able to figure out how to answer that where you were and then continue right because then you entered there but then you continued while you were why when after you moved yes yes so i began initial formation in vietnam uh Today they uh, they allowed to do it, so I could say that you, <laughs> you know were the publicly. Pioneer. <laughs> but uh, no, there were others ahead of me. But at the time it was kind of a hush hush operation. But yes, Vicky, you're right. I started there, 
then continue in the U.S. when my family had a chance to move to the U.S. Yeah, so it's been a beautiful journey. But was there a lapse between... So when you came over here, you entered right away? No. Or you had to um, work or you yeah. had to start... Uh, I did uh, live in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina and uh, with my f family at the time and uh, worked for uh, about a year and a half. Oh. Yeah, part of the reason when I came, after I had contacted the vocation office of the Salesians here, at the time was uh, Brother Imo Duby and <laughs> later on then Father Jonathan Parks and Father Dan Rousey. But they advised that I should get a job, get used to the culture, work on my English, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it was about a year and a half of a gap. Okay. Well, yeah, strange no. <laughs> yeah. to have that gap. I know. It's to enter and then to uh, be like, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I had to repeat. Relearn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? You did, right? You I, had was to back. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I was held back. We need you to adjust first. <laughs> and then I guess now, okay, 20 years later. So you were ordained a priest in 2003, mm -hmm. and now 20 years later of living this Salesian life in different uh, different places, different ministries, what kept you? What keeps you, you know, I work with you now, and I see <laughs> you're still very passionate, you're still fully involved and ready to give your life and ready to um, do whatever it takes to, to continue the mission. So what, what kind of kept you, or what, uh, you know, you see the initial attraction, but now 20 years later, you see things a little differently and uh, kind of what has kept you here as a, as a Salesian priest? Mm -hmm. In no particular order of importance, um, but I would say a few things. One is in terms of ministry, uh, I have seen and continue to see really a blessing how we as Salesians, and I'm thinking of Salesian of Don Bosco and the Salesian family, how we continue to uh, bring the presence of God into the lives of others. And uh, one of the blessings that I had was over the years when I was in New Jersey at our formation house. In the summer, we hosted missionaries, Salesian missionaries coming from all over the world. And to hear their stories and how we as a Salesian family continue to bring God into the lives of young people. Uh, just like the experience that I had as a kid, you know. So it's in a place, their ministry may be helping uh, former child soldiers to now experience God and to find their place, their rightful place in society. Uh, two of the priests that I met there over the years, Father Uba, originally from Venezuela, and Father Iratsu from India, who are now in uh, Uganda. And I thought of them because today is a feast of St. Charles Luanga and the martyrs of Uganda. So some years ago, the rector major asked for volunteers to go to this refugee camp in Uganda, where they have people from Uganda, from Sudan, and so on, to uh, thousands of people there. So these men kind of volunteered. They were already missionaries in Africa, but they volunteered to this new establishment or this ministry. And it's incredible to follow them on Facebook or social media and to see the work that they do, you know. Open a, a workshop in the middle of a refugee camp for kids and organizing a soccer tournament for kids. Yeah. Celebrate, bring, uh, you know, the liturgy and Palm Sunday with a procession around in the prop in the you know in the refugee camp so it's just incredible and uh or in my ministry now as a vice provincial sometimes you get a chance to visit the communities in our province and see the great work our brothers and sisters are doing to continue to bring young people to god to bring god into the life of young people uh we think of what Salesians are doing in ukraine during the war you know so anyway there are a lot more examples so part of my my uh 
20 years has been a blessing to see how in ministry we continue to do that. And then uh, the sense of the family spirit. So not just about the ministry or what we do, but I think who we are. I continue to experience the presence of God. As I said earlier, as a kid, experienced home, but did not really know how to express it. But now I definitely see that, you know. Um, one of the blessings of being the voca in vocation work and the vice provincial is you do get to travel places. <laughs> when I go to see, oh, I feel very at home, whether I'm visiting a community in our province in another place, running to some Salesian cooperators from somewhere because <laughs> the first time I was at this university, I can think of University of Florida, and I was introduced as the Salesians. After mass, these two cooperators came up, right? <laughs> uh, said, oh, we are cooperators from wherever. Uh, I think they have been on, on your show. So, oh, yeah, Gabe, oh, yeah, and, yeah, Gabe, Gabe yeah. and Veronica. <laughs> you know, things like that. I said, yeah. wait, uh, here we are. And uh, so that sense of belonging, the sense of home, the sense of family. Uh, and then last, I think about in terms of spirituality, um, some of my training has been in the area of spiritual direction. And... Uh, we learned something that, Steve, you talked about earlier, the environment. We experience God in the environment. And that's not accidental. Uh, that's how Jesus came into, uh, into the world, right, the incarnation, so that we may experience God in our day-to-day -day living, in the ordinary of time, of life. And Don Bosco, for sure, experienced that. He learned it from Francis de Sales. But he created that kind of an environment, that experience of God of happiness, of safety, of home, of family, mm -hmm. of belonging to young people. So in spiritual direction, we talk about how we Salesians, I don't know if the layer is the right word, but our first layer of spiritual direction is not a one-on-one -on -one meeting between the adult mentor and the other person, whether it's the spiritual director, spiritual directee, or whatever. But it's the environment. Don Bosco established this place, uh, not a local physical place, but an environment where young people experience God. Right? Spiritual direction is to help people to recognize God in their lives. So we can see that. Uh, and then Don Bosco does his spiritual direction in groups with good nights and with talks. So what you, Vicky, and Father Steve are doing, in a sense, we bring God into our, the lives of others by helping people to recognize where God is in their lives. Um, social media, books, movies, all kinds of things. Um, for us, always a part of this ministry of helping young people and other people to encounter God, the incarnational God. So, yes, so that's the other part of, of my, uh, the reason why I stay, because I definitely continue to, to find God in those Salesian, uh, the components of Salesian spirituality. You're so smart. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tell Father Steve that. Say it loud. <laughs> he is so smart, Father Steve. <laughs> I'll believe it later. Maybe. <laughs> I do. I do love though that concept of the that that's the gift, right? That the Salesian family offers is bringing, helping to point out where God is. And even if the Father Steve leaves this podcast and I leave this podcast, that it's the point of it is to allow any Salesian family member to sit here and help point out mm -hmm. where where God is working in our lives. Yeah. Um, in the spirit of Don Bosco, right? The same way that he would, or trying um, to imitate the way that he would point out what, how he would think about it, or things like that, according to the charism and the spirituality. And yeah. so, I just talked about that with Amy. Um, 
that like this is such a gift to this opportunity to sit here, especially with different Salesian family members. And especially I think hearing the stories of so many different Salesians, I think SDBs, but also the different family members, how what an incredible like record of history we're going to have, you know, for however long this goes on. Um, just the different storytelling that happened and the different encounters that Salesians look like all people, like from all different places, from all different backgrounds, different life experiences that get them to get them to this pivotal point right here in this moment to be able to share and talk about their encounter with God, but with the friendship of Don Bosco to help lead the way. Um, so it's so it's good. It's good to hear it. And I think this earlier this week, I think we talked about more of your experience growing up, which is just it's good. It's so good to then see where you are now and how like that informs the person that you are and how you like lead us. Um, yeah. So it's yes. good. And I can think of, you know, I can only say recently because it's probably said before, but either I was too young to know or I was not there <laughs> mentally to understand. But recently we, ha we heard a lot, especially from Father Pascual Chavez and now Father Angel, our rector majors of how Don Bosco taught us to encounter God in young people. Mm. So it's not just about we helping young people to find God yeah. in their lives, but we find God in young people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's part of the incarnational yeah. the, uh, spirituality of, of ours. We encounter God. Yeah, I was just down in Ave Maria meeting with this young man and him expressing this really deep desire of his to give his life in service. You know? Like he really feels that he... He wants to give his entire life dedicated to, to evangelization, to service um, as a priest or, or whatever. But he just has this really deep desire to serve, to give completely his life. And for me, that is also inspiring. No? So it's not me speaking to him about it. He's inspiring me to, okay, okay that's exactly what I felt 10 years ago no? when I was still you know, trying to figure things out and what I'm going to do with my life and what is, who is God and what is this prayer life, like all of this stuff trying to figure out and, but having this really deep desire to give my life, you know, I didn't understand how or in what capacity or with who, um, but there was just a strong desire that, that my life is not my own and that I wanted to, to give it in service. And then to hear him say that um, to me just really brought me back to, to that original you know, to that original desire, that original uh, passion. And I think there's so many young people, I mean, people in general, I think that is our deepest, what we want, you know? We want to give ourselves, we want to be gift, we want to be, to live a really good life. And so I think everybody has that in us, but then comes a lot of distractions and the anxiety of the world and all the pressure to, to live up to different expectations. But at the core of it, I think most, if not all people, want to give them themselves you know they they recognize that there's happiness there um but then how do we do that and i think like you said uh, i'm trying to create that environment where in freedom you can explore those options you know that and i think that was just my one advice that i could, could try to give to him was just praying for that freedom you know that i can make a decision i want to do god's will i want to do what's right um but then to have the freedom to say okay yes to the priesthood or yes to um, the diocesan life or yes to getting married or, or saying single, whatever God wants me, but to, to kind of have the freedom to do that. Um, um, so trying to create that environment, to create that, that place where people can discern freely, um, to be generous. Mm -hmm. I think we go back all the time no, to this idea of being generous with your life. Um, and what that looks like will look different for everybody, but how can we be more and more generous 
Did you tell that young man? What are you waiting for? <laughs> here's the paperwork. Give him. Here's the paperwork. <laughs> well, that did. I mean, it's not exactly like. Oh, come on, you're fired, man. <laughs> but it's like, no, like go get in, jump in. Like you can't discern from afar. You can't discern. You have to take risks. You have to yeah. go on a come and see, or like yeah. enjoy your time. You're. I think every every Christian man, every Christian woman should have this desire to be a priest or a brother or a sister to give your life in that way. You know, some people are going to find out very quickly that it's not for them. You know, like one, <laughs> one serious thought or one, uh, one retreat and they'll know, no, I'm, I'm called to get married. This is not for me. But I think it's natural. It should be natural for every Christian to, to want to serve in this way, to feel that calling. Um, so yeah, trying to, to not be afraid and to, to take those risks, especially when you're, you know, 21, 22, 23. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I waited until I was 24. Okay, it's fine. But uh, yeah, it's, this is the part of, I think, the Christian life, you know, to want to be generous with your life. Mm -hmm. So, it's, yeah. Yeah, I guess I have two responses to your sharing that, but it's <laughs> one is fired. Uh, <laughs> besides that, in addition, so this is a farewell gift. Again, you're already fired. Uh, one is, uh, yeah, for married uh, folks, or those who are called to that vocation of marriage, how do I encounter God in my life partner, in my children, and how do I help my children to encounter God in their lives or to experience God? So all vocations are about being the presence of God or the instruments of God to one another. The second one is Father Mike Smith years ago. I think it was a focus conference, actually. He talked about how discernment is like a, the trendy word nowadays. Mm -hmm. As among young Catholics, at least, mm -hmm. we talk about discernment. But he said, you cannot be in the perpetual state of discernment. Yeah. Sooner or later, you're going to have to say, all right, this, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a word of caution for us. hopefully maybe some of our listeners. You discern, yes. But at one point or another, you're going to have to you know, kind of Make it dive choice. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was the first time I ever heard that was probably with you and Sister Teresa Lee. On an ESL, you were leading us through Alexio. It's the one that you sent everybody outside. Do you remember that one? Mm -hmm. And Sister Teresa was like, I mean, you backed her up, but she was so clear. She was like, you literally have to make a choice at some point. Like you have to understand that like you can't just sit and think about something for the rest of your life. Like you will run out of time, right? Mm -hmm. You will like, you're just going to perpetually torture yourself. She was like, make a choice. And it was so good. And you were like, you just, you have to go out and make a decision and try right and make sure that you're at least trying to go in the direction that you're thinking about but that it can't just be discernment for the rest of your life but action has to follow somehow but also i think the the point of being like the instrument um i had that probably the first time that i could like really recognize it there was a student that had come on the slrs um as a young team member from Sleegian high school and he had just been um I guess, I don't know what the formal word is, but he's a Eucharistic minister. So they were brand new Eucharistic ministers. He came down for mass and he was like the body of Christ. And I was like, <gasps> and I just cried. I was like, oh my gosh. But just like the thought of like that they, that real, that moment of like, okay, you we can have that moment of encounter. We can help bring it about. We can help like point out God's presence. But that really, there's nothing like when a student of yours then like points it out to you and that that real like moment of like holding Jesus and being like the body of Christ of like this full circle moment of not that I've done really anything to like impact <laughs> this young man's life, but just like being able to be a witness of it, but then being offered the body of Christ 
from this student, it just like takes you back. So like even if you don't know how to be involved or you don't know, I don't know, wherever you are, you're whatever in your discernment phase, but that you really like as a student, as a young person, you make such a big difference in the people's lives of that, you know, have served you before. Um, that when you make a choice and a decision to then serve like that, you are like an inspiration. You like help rejuvenate, like just the feeling of like, okay, this like all means something that they're making decisions for themselves to bring Christ to other people. Um, so just that, I mean, and it always stays with me every time I see him, I think about it. He probably doesn't know that, but I was like, after mass, I was like, I can't believe you gave me Jesus. And he just laughed and I was like, okay, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. And that's okay. Right. It's literally fine. But just how how important and beautiful and special and just there's nothing like it it's so good very good so father dominic to wrap up here we would like you to give us some words of wisdom or if it's not wisdom <laughs> at least advice or something are you, are you asking for the impossible are you expecting a miracle here? a miracle you can do that you can pull that one out yeah. so to either to your younger self or if you want to speak kind of to a young person mm-hmm. or speak to the Salesian family uh, just to give some words of encouragement to to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this life of faith is not always easy. Um, there's ups and downs. And so just trying to get some words of encouragement to to keep going or to maybe learn from your your 20 years here or your 30 years of being in... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess the one word I would say is gratitude. Um, we did not talk about this earlier, but it's not random. Because if you think about it, how do we sharpen our sense of God? One of the ways that we can do that is to look for God who is present to us in our own hearts, our life, in the people around us, in the events of the day. So if we spend a little time at the end of the day or you know, the next day for those of us who are more of a morning person to go over the events and the people of the day before or the, that day and to see where did I encounter God and be grateful to those moments and we'll become more aware of God's presence in others, in ourselves. And then we can encounter God. We can help people to experience God. So yes, I think when we talk about this incarnational spirituality of the Salesian family and Don Bosco always talk about gratitude, right? So I, I see that's how gratitude is seen in, in the spiritual sense. So that would be my advice. Yeah, spend a little time every day. Yeah, review the days, the events, and thank God for those moments that we encounter God. Beautiful. Amen. Nineteen years of wisdom, right there. Right there. Almost twenty. <laughs> You're almost one. Almost one. Our almost. good, uh, our good priests <laughs> becoming <laughs> holy priests in less than three weeks. Huh? <laughs> That's right. It's crazy. It goes by fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we always ask our guests to lead us out in prayer. So if you don't mind, Father Dominic, just uh, taking us out in prayer. This was not a deal with the... I did not see this under contract. I did not see that under contract. Sure. Um, Jesus taught us that God is our loving Father. So for sure, that's where we encounter God, right? The Father who is present. So let's pray that prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Loving God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of our daily bread, 
and help us to encounter you every day of our lives. Mary, help our Christians. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Dominic. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for having me. And we will see you next week. Next week. Next week. Yeah. All right. Take care. (laughs) God bless. Bye. Bye. Pentecost. When you listen to this, it's already already been. It's already been. Happy Pentecost. You're on fire. Come Holy Spirit. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.